Welcome back to another Wolford Weekly episode where I, Ben the host, am annoyed once more. <laughs> it's another week, another annoyance, another plot points and music that Ben has not enjoyed on this week's show of EastEnders. Mm. I mean, through each story, I will happily start each section off with why I disagree with the characters. <laughs> why you've disliked As we go. It. Okay, so shall I... Sh- each section. So shall I just let you have your... Your soapbox. No, you can no pun talk intended. and interrupt. You're part of the show too. Well, no, no, Alex. no. What I mean is, that, oh yeah, hello, I'm Alex. I'm part of the show. Um, if you, if you, you know, if you want to make your point first of all, and I'll just, I'll just enjoy it. I mean, I was Tuesday's episode, the second episode of the week, it was decidedly all over the place. Mm. There was absolutely nothing. There was no nothing seemed to make any sense to the point that in the shop they were selling Tesco goods. <laughs> Like, this is just getting... It's, mm. it's, it just shows lazy... Things behind the scene mm. a bit lax, it shows. Like, having Tesco products front and centre as well. It wasn't like it was just in the background. No. It was more prevalent in the shot than Jean herself. <laughs> yeah, I know. They had that in the <laughs> foreground and she was just fainting and, you know, blurred in the background. And... I don't know. Do you think that they, if this was the point of production when they knew that something was up and that they might be slowing down? They were outside scenes, so maybe it was these are some of the last scenes they filmed. Mm. I don't know. We've got eight episodes left. Yes. In the run. Um, So I guess they would have filmed these before, actually, if there's still eight left to go. I don't know. But I mean, it does make. I was trying to work out why I'm feeling so disconnected with this show. And like. I think it's just because of the new characters. And I fall in love with new characters quite easily. Mrs. Hewitt. Yes. Obsessed with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel Kaczynski. I didn't have any previous knowledge of her when I watched Classic EastEnders. Fell in love with her instantly. Mm, wonderful. Shelley. <laughs> Michelle's flatmate. <laughs> Not quite so much. <laughs> Bit difficult to fall in love with her. Um, and it's fine. all these new characters. Like we've got Isaac, who's been on this sh- this week as a new character. Well, no, he's you been just, on before. Yeah, but you just don't know anything about him, so I don't care if he's drinking on a bench. I don't mm. know why he's drinking, and I don't care. Okay. I just don't care about any of these characters. We don't know Isaac. But it, it also goes back to characters that have been on the show who shouldn't be new, but are still kind of feel new. Habiba. Mm. Habiba, yeah, don't Nothing, really know about her. Been what on for almost know? a year. Well, yeah, well, other than she likes spying on people mm. now. I mean, they're, they're, it's obvious they're making her more of a comical character. So yeah, they they've can, dumbed her down even more, haven't they? Well, they're, for the, obviously, for the leanings of making her a, a perfect match for Jax. <sighs> Let's, can we just talk about the actor who plays Jax for a second? If you want. So he had a message for the NHS this week. <laughs> what? Oh. So Which EastEnders social media team are just <laughs> something else. I mean, they they are for International Nurses Day, two hundred years this year, I believe. Yeah, since Florence Nightingale's birthday. There was, we go. Yes, yes. And um, the EastEnders press team decided to post a photograph of just houses, a collection of Wolford a collection houses, of Wolford houses with in HD. lights beaming out from them. Not lights; they were like. Like the photos were HD, really crisp yeah. of real set houses, mm. and then they added in like a word art effect of like a sparkle <laughs> in random windows, and it was just the most ridiculous. It was thing like I've you seen. know the word art used to when you if if you were a child of the nineties and you were told to do a, a project for IT mm. and you basically had to make a poster and you literally flung as many fonts and graphics at that poster <laughs> as you because you knew that this was new and exciting and you mm. wanted to do it, it and felt, you were young <laughs> and you, yeah it felt a bit like that it felt like that kind of wavy text with the 
yellow font and the shadow background and it's just like something you remember getting on ms paint and mm. you just got really excited when you first saw it but it's not like they don't have characters who are nurses or doctors yeah. on the show mm. sonia and ash currently on the show they're both mm. nurses and doctors and past characters as well Dr. and Leg. past yeah if they want to Dr. put Singh. real effort into it <laughs> dr Singh as well or Wolford General set, maybe? I yeah. don't know, anything. It's just the fact that they post these random photos of these houses, which is just ridiculous. But they were meant to be candles, weren't they? There's me- each beam of light coming yes. from the window is meant to signify a candle. No, because if you then lit. went over from Twitter to Instagram, you saw like the second part of it. Okay. <laughs> the behind the scenes of the sparkles. Oh, how they was... edited a photo yeah. with a sparkle. <laughs> which was some of the casts of the characters were lighting candles in their windows like Sonia mm. was or Natalie Cassidy and this is where we saw the Jags video oh, yeah. you, no <laughs> you, remember, you know in the Simpsons when like Bart imagines he's in prison and he gets a token to get a present from Santa Claus oh, yeah, Santa like, Claus is behind his own Merry Christmas that was Jags's video for thanking the NHS and it looked like it wasn't synced up with the audio <laughs> like so his mouth moved and then the words came after it's really <laughs> quite bizarre so that well, was a bit of an issue and that just topped off the word like a really bad episode like after the bad episode aired, mm. the social media team just topped it off with <laughs> let's throw this at the wall oh, and see if it sticks yeah, yeah it was yeah it in was... other news Coronation Street's on over 8 million viewers <laughs> <laughs> Coronation Street is booming mm. and uh, we're having to get... It feels like we're getting the dregs a little bit, doesn't it? I don't want to... Like, before anyone starts writing complaints about that we're all we do is moan about extenders, <laughs> yes, we are complaining, but that's because we do want the show to... We we believe in you, extenders. We believe mm. in you. You can do better. It's got the best better. cast. Well, apart from the... Like, the cast of characters. We have mm. the best actors on any soap mm. on this show. But the fact that the whole world is in lockdown, the whole of the UK, mm. is forced to be inside and ratings have gone down <laughs> what else can you really say i mean to be fair it's not the fault of the production crew they didn't know that people were going to be in lockdown but at the same time they shouldn't they shouldn't take their foot off the pedal mm. at any point you know that w- yeah, but there is no excuse for ratings to go down when the whole of the uk mm. is it's a captive market inside yeah, it's a captive market and the fact that people are tuning into coronation street and enjoying the stories that they're mm. presenting. And, well, I mean, this week, you know, the stories, the stories were fine. But there were so many, which we'll discuss in a minute, so many plot holes. So many moments where yeah, it was, didn't make any sense. It, it was moments where characters' decisions didn't make any sense. Mm. Like, I hate to talk about classic standards because I always bring it up. <laughs> But when I'm watching Classic EastEnders at the moment and mm. I'm sitting there and I'm trying to make these funny comments like I do on current EastEnders, I go, oh, that's not been mentioned. Ha ha ha. And then like two minutes later, it gets mentioned and it actually makes sense. And it's yes. like, oh, that's really well done. Mm. Whereas current EastEnders, these characters are making these choices which don't make sense. So as we go on to each part, I'll say which bit don't make sense. Okay. And the first one is the Ben and Callum storyline we're doing. What doesn't make sense, Ben? Well... <laughs> <laughs> A lot of it. I have to say, actually, before I do moan, that um, I really hate Dennis's bench. It stands out too much in the um, yeah, park. Yeah, it's a metal bench mm. in a kind of a woody colours kind of like, park. Ugh, it's horrible. But the, the, the colours of a West Ham. So yeah, any I West know. Ham supporters out there, please excuse Ben's uh, dislike. Well, no, but like just seeing that in the middle of the square is just really horrible. It's, it's It needs to be weathered straight away. Yeah, for me it's stark because it doesn't suit the kind of park that it's being positioned mm, into. It's awful. It's a very classic... It's not even a park. Why are we calling it a park? It's just a garden. Maybe put it in like the um, park, the kids park park outside the arches, maybe. With all the metal framework might fit in better. Dennis preferred that park as well. Yep. He he saw Phil beat up all those gangs Mm -hmm. in front of him and Mm -hmm. saved his life there. 
Also, it's got a reputation for the Mitchells as being a place to go for a bit of nookie. So maybe that's where it should be. Yeah. It would fit in better there, I feel. And it would suit the situation for Phil at the moment feeling a bit sorry for himself because he feels like he's the one responsible Mm. for... He can look at the arches from doing someone's oil and (laughs) see the bench. Doing someone's oil. (laughs) (laughs) He can eat eat his sandwiches on the bench (laughs) near his work. It would suit quite well. <laughs> but um, my main thing problem is the Balaam storyline. And actually, we always say, like, oh, be careful moaning about Balaam. But even the Balaam fans were turning against them this mm. week online. Um, but the choices of Ben and how... Because Danny Hardcastle's back. Phil's got a big job to do, which is, like, <laughs> moving money from some sort of factory that's hidden somewhere. No, it's a warehouse, isn't it? He yeah. drew a map. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, yes. a map of, of, and it's of like, it's some so, detail. It's something about moving money and you break into this place, move the money and go somewhere or something stupid. Mm. But I'm presuming it's going to get heavy, which is why Danny Hardcastle... Yeah. Sorry, I sound London. It's going to get heavy. Um, because Danny was insistent that Ben doesn't have any involvement because Ben is bludgeoning the Mitchell name and like a lot of people in these parts don't see the Mitchell name as very strong anymore. Oh yeah, Ben's a joke in, mm. the, in the gangs or whatever. So he, it might get to, you know, fisticuffs. And Phil is a bit like, well... No, Ben is just as good as I am. And so then hits Danny and basically says, I want Ben to have the job. Mm. And so th- so well, that's it. No, no, Phil, <laughs> yeah, Phil like gets Danny to the archers, punches him. Yeah. And then he turns up to Ben and basically he's double crossing Danny and him and Ben are going to do the job behind Danny's back. Right. So why hasn't Danny then just when Phil hit him... <laughs> Like yeah, we didn't know to... what happened after that, did we, really? Well, supposedly, Danny was like, okay, that's fine. You have the job together. Unless he, Danny said, no way. This, this is my problem. For me, surely if someone hits you <laughs> saying, no, my son should be working too, you say, well, no, then you just don't get the job. I've already said to you, the Mitchell yeah, name has not no working, reputation. They're not working for Danny. Well, so Danny's they're just doing passed behind... on the intel. Yeah, but they're doing it behind his back to get it. Get the money instead of Danny. Okay, so it does make sense then. So Danny probably then supposedly said to Phil, well, no, you're an idiot. And, Mm. uh, you know, I've already told you the Mitchell name means nothing. So Phil is now doing it behind Ben's back. But doing it again. Okay, so this is the case. Doing it very casually. Like you think it would be a job that has a bit of immediacy to Mm. it. Not something they could wait two days for Ben to have his operation and then carry on with it. Because Danny's already knows that the job is there. So Danny will probably be fixing the plan up himself with his numerous men that he probably has at the snap of his hat. Another fingers. bold guy um, who kidnapped Louise. He could do it for him. Hmm. What was his name? Clint or something? Or well, Marv? I just can't remember what his name was. He, he did have a name. He's plentiful with goons. Mm. Plentiful. Jags. Well, Phil, yeah, Phil has none. All he has is Ben, mm. who can't be used for two, three... Well, and also, if Ben's having the operation before they do the, the plan, <laughs> inverted commas, how many days rest is Ben going to have? No, it's during the operation. Isn't during it? the, the operation. It's, it's the day... <laughs> It's the day of the operation is this thing has to be done, I think, which is even more stupid that Phil, I know that Phil, who I thought Ben and Phil would made up since the whole boat Dennis death thing. Yeah, they had because Phil said he he loved him Mm, and that he he was disappointed. Ben's still trying to like get Phil's attention, which is why he's now double crossed Callum and trying to get this information from Callum because Callum's been at the police for one day. He's now been like, don't worry, dad, I can get some intel from Callum. Yeah. Even Callum says to Ben, this while Ben's <laughs> while Ben's talking, he says to him, "This is above my pay grade. Mm. I could never tell you any information." He's in police training. <laughs> he probably knows nothing of what's happening on the streets of London mm. right now. What does he honestly think he's going to get 
information. If I, if I was Callum, I would get the information from Ben and I'd go to my superiors and be like, just got this tip off here. Yeah. The uh, Mitchell guys that you're looking for, they're about to steal this money. And then I'd be there and I'd be like, that's your fault, Ben. Yeah, then it would be <laughs> his fault. And then Callum gets that promotion, which we're all expecting is going to happen, mm-hmm. that he just immediately becomes detective because yeah. he's such a great police officer. Because Callum's wearing a new coat now, have you noticed? I did, yeah. He's wearing a police coat. He looks like Jack Branning now, walking <laughs> around the square. I know. <laughs> He's not going to... I just know he's not going to end up working in any way in uniform. He's just going to go straight into Detective Sergeant. <laughs> and and by the end of the year, he'll be running the mm. whole of the met- Metropolitan Police. I mean, what did you make of the um, Ben and Callum argument situation? Because it was in the hospital and Ben was using this as time to um, basically just get information from Callum. Even though he promised Callum he wouldn't do this again to him. Yeah, yeah. They Two had weeks this ago. whole new relationship together. Um, and I was like, actually, no, Callum, you're right. You should have stormed off like Callum's 100% right but the next episode Callum will just come back and apologise again because it always happens which is the cycle of Balam because Mm. this is all we get from Balam all the time it's just there's always something where well normally Ben has said something which has upset Callum and Callum's like I don't know why Callum's in this relationship I really don't I know there's not much for him really there's nothing for him all the he benefits. gets a bit of fun every now and then, I guess. But Ben can't be that good. Well, I mean, well, he probably is quite good because if you remember when Callum had gone missing for what seemed like two weeks, but in EastEnders time it was like one day. Oh no, it was the other way around. It was one day, but in EastEnders time, like his his mobile phone. Remember when he fell over? When oh, he was Callum was kidnapped. Oh yeah, Callum yeah, got yes. kidnapped by. Keanu. Oh yeah, the first thing he wanted to do was a bit of fun. First of all, he just wanted to do was have sex. Yeah, <laughs> he had like a broken rib, brain trauma, broken arm, and he's dehydrated. Like, yeah, dehydrated. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I can go upstairs and we can do it. It's fine. Oh yeah. And Ben, Ben had the ear problem, and yet they oh, were, yeah. Yeah, they were yeah. fine. Absolutely not. So, problem um, at all. I mean, I did put onto it. I, I joked saying, "Imagine if Danny Hardcastle arranges Callum to get killed off like at Christmas," because mm. Danny Hardcastle said all. Oh, Callum's a bit of a problem being with the police. Yeah. Can't have to sort that out. And I can actually see it happening. They've made Ben a character and Callum is just there as part of Ben. He's not his own guy. And I can I can just see them killing off a gay character, which they always do on soaps. They yep, kill off a gay character. Gay characters seem to just be death warrants. <laughs> and I can just imagine that he's a policeman, he's in training, Danny will arrange him to get hurt and it will be like he got hurt on the job <laughs> and he'll end up being killed. I can just imagine it now. And he'll have a full funeral because he's been in the police force for like six weeks. He like, gets a few full funeral where like there'll be mm. police officers lining the track where his coffin goes down. Yeah. Because again, EastEnders. But you need to be careful with your theories of Danny Harcastle because you only made, you made a theory a couple of weeks ago about him taking over the Vic and mm. people have picked up on that and now are very worried that this is <sighs> going to be the new, the new Patrick, the new Patrick storyline. It could happen because Phil's told him that he's desperate for money and he, he kind of wants to buy the Vic. So Danny mm. will probably be like, well, you've punched me. You've double-crossed me on this job, yeah. so I'm going to buy the Vic out of, behind your back. But do you think Mick would do that behind Phil's back? I don't know. Do you Mick think the price would be know. right for Mick to double-cross Phil after Phil had then promised to look after Linda? Mm, I don't know. There was. Did you feel there was a bit of a tension? Because this week Phil went into the Vic, kind of just to say, don't forget to keep the uh, Vic for sale because I'll be wanting to buy it soon. And Linda, and again, the, the, the tension between Linda and Phil, their relationship. I liked it, the fact that they are or Phil was supporting her but Mm. like Linda still doesn't quite trust him Mm. well she's also not 100% convinced she should sell is she 
Mm. I don't think. I think that's what it is. I think she's convinced. I think it's Mick who's not convinced. I think Mick sees, like, this is basically his livelihood for the last eight years. Pubs before that as well. Mm. And now he's giving everything up. He's doing it for his hour, isn't he? He is, but there's always going to be something inside that makes him feel like this this is as much a part of my life as Linda. Yeah, it's an odd one, the Vic, but we're not going to know the outcome for that for months yet, so... (laughs) Uh, maybe we should go on. Is there anything else you need to say about these these cool cats? Cats and kittens? <laughs> no, nothing. No, just more dread for Balam. And more relationship woes for Balam, which mm. is just, this is not how gay relationships or any relationships work. Like, <laughs> people don't just get together and then hate on one another every one mm. or two weeks to then break up again and again and again. Um, ben had a temperature as well, everyone, so he's ill. Well, I don't know if he, do you reckon, oh... I thought he was just kind of panicking and worrying. No, he's got a temperature. I think he's caught it from Lexi. Oh, so that's the reason why, why that was all going on. Well, okay. If we're going to talk about Lexi, Lola and her bad parentage continues. <laughs> Every time Lexi gets sick, Lola passes the buck to Ben. I know. Can you do something about it? She's yeah. at home. <laughs> it's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> Watching Lexi. this morning and finding out how she can like fix her dyed hair. Mm. You know, it's like for goodness sake, Le- Lola. That's more characters actually that I don't care for. Um, but we'll talk about them later. But we're going to go on to. To Rainy and Stewart now. Now characters I love. Rainy and Stewart. You can't not love Rainy and Stewart. No, that's right. I mean, I am verging on worrying <laughs> that the both of them are turning slightly into caricatures. Slightly. Okay. That is a slight... God, you really have a negative for every story this week, don't you? Yes, I do. Is they positive here at all? And like this whole thing, because they're trying to get a divorce, but they're trying to work out like how much Max is worth, even though we know Max is worth nothing. Right, yeah, because this all stems... Because he didn't really buy Wolf of the East. He just got given to it by Masood because Masood wanted to leave quickly, didn't he? And he doesn't have his own house because he no, lives he with is, Jack. No, he's a partner. He's a partner. He's a full yeah, I know, partner. but he didn't buy it from him, I'm did sure he? he did. He must have, otherwise he wouldn't be a partner. I he... thought he was had no money, though. Because well, he doesn't him... have his own house, either, because he lives with Jack for free he always seems to have money he always seems to have he's living with jack because i think it's a bit of stability is he living with jack i'm just thinking does keegan and and tiff live with jack yeah and baby abby and max toddler abby yeah toddler abby she's upgraded Mm -hmm. trademark we saw her for the first time in 2020 that's her first appearance do you reckon she looks like her mother yet yeah does she look like her dad Good old Stephen. But they're still looking at ways to... Um, Rainey wants to keep baby Abby in her life. Mm. She wants to take Max for all he's worth so they can pay for a wedding. Mm. But why don't they just get divorced and surely they'd be able to do 50-50, wouldn't they? I don't really... Well, no, because it all comes down to whether she can prove that she everything Max has earned in their marriage warrants her getting 50% of it. Mm. I mean, she, she's got the car a lot. That's one strength for her. She can no, say that Jay's they, got that. No, before Jay bought it back or Ben got it back from Max because Max didn't actually own it. <laughs> oh, because it was all legal, wasn't it? Yeah, he basically kind of did it. Like, he said he owned it even though he didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And so, but, but when... Rainey and Max were running that. Rainey had a big contribution in earning the money from the car lot at that point. So she could argue that yeah, yeah. for her alimony. Mm. And she did want to work at Wolford East for a bit, didn't she? But they wouldn't let her, I think. Yeah, both Ian and Max kind of put this yeah, it's all very onto that. muddled. I mean, because the spacing of this is like we see a bit every 
month or so it's mm. hard to remember what is even there going on and the fact they've brought up that they need to be divorced but like ian's still not brought up the fact he needs to be divorced from jane it's like well some characters yeah, I know, some characters do have to get divorced some characters don't i don't know it's yeah it's strange they've not done that like a bit weird as in, like it? even as a passing point it's like, oh i got the divorce papers today from jane that needs to be settled considering that ian was actively trying to get together with mel a year ago <laughs> and and knowing that he was still married so he's yeah. been married to jane like for five years, six years? Yeah, 2015, Yeah, 14. it was the anniversary episode. Yeah. Um, and he's not, like, divorced her yet. <laughs> but the reason why she wants the half of Max's money isn't for anything of good reasoning. It's because she wants to have, a, a like, a, a top-class wedding, mm. which really disappoints me. Because we talked about the wedding in two or three episodes ago mm-hmm. and how I was really looking forward to having this kind of a bit tacky, a bit over-the-top wedding i didn't expect it to be like money thrown in i expected it to be a little bit like it was stuart was having all these weird ideas which was very up their street wait he, he wanted to reuse the hearse <laughs> yeah he wanted to flowers. basically he wanted to reuse everything that this funeral parlor already has mm. to be to make a wedding from it which is great which is you know in society at the moment reuse re, you know reusing <laughs> yeah what you she's have. not going to get a big wedding anyway but this is going is she well, exactly exactly that you know <laughs> If we're gonna, if they're gonna start introducing uh, mm. COVID stories into EastEnders, and for, if for me, I know I do, I do understand why Re- where where Rainey would be coming from. Like this is, she's found a man who actually respects her and loves her, and she respects and loves back, which she's never had her whole life. She's mm. got a child which she's never had, and she's always wanted, and she it's almost like a complete package now to be able to just say, and I've had this dream wedding. And although Rainey doesn't seem to like the, be the kind of character who'd want a dream wedding in the kind of strictest sense, like you know Godzilla bride you kind of can understand because she's had such a hard life and had to fight so mm. hard to get where she is and it's almost like this is my reward now so I get it I get why she wants to get that money from Max at 50% yeah but the plot points leading to it just don't quite add up like no. how Max is suddenly refusing a divorce but he's in a relationship with Ruby he's so not refusing the divorce because he went he was he went, originally though that's he what was I mean. but then he ex- he did ex- yeah, yeah, yeah but he yeah, was yeah. doing that out of spite because that's he, what I mean it's all just like yeah but Max is plot. spiteful so that doesn't make mm. much that makes complete sense for me <laughs> and now we've got the point where Rainey wants to plant a mole to find out and investigate how much Max is worth in Wolford East and that's where Habiba yes um comes in Habiba's really getting active on the scene now isn't she they obviously must have heard us moaning about Habiba not being in the soap very often so what do they do they make her a dumb character and start making her double her lines two lines she had loads of lines on Tuesday's episode (laughs) Um, so she's all up for because obviously last time because Habiba went missing for like four months but but the episode before she went missing she was investigating Ian as her little P.I. in her cat suit yes now that's what she's starting up again her, Mm. her detective do you work. think this is heading to an actual storyline where her and Jags start a private investigation? In a cool centre. Well, yeah, or something along those lines. No. I Do you think? For me, I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> but it because it kind of then makes... It kind of basically says, right, to the audience... Your jokes. They are the joke characters. You're, you're, you, you should be yeah, but her- laughing... At them, mm. but her be- with them. Her beaver could be so much more, though. Oh, I agree. With there was you. glimpses of it last year when she and Honey were doing that makeup thing upstairs. Yeah, yeah. And there's some real heart behind Habiba, but we're just left with this like idiot in a cat suit mm, shell doing a, detective work. Shell of a I don't know what she expects to find in Wolfordies because she's just a waitress. And... She was going to investigate to find out how much money Max has been taking out the company for, like his wage. Right. But this is all stuff I'm fairly certain, which if done through solicitors, yeah. a solicitor can discover. Gray, for he works for free. 
yeah. But I, he, he can do it. But he, he'll say this isn't his law, though, won't he? Oh, it doesn't matter. Well, he takes on anything now. Jack of many trades, master of none. <laughs> but yeah, that's all there is to say about these guys. Um, Which is a shame, because every... Uh, oh, one thing, actually. Oh, yeah. They brought up Max being buried alive. Yes, which, and, and suggested they do it again. Mm, which <laughs> um, some people might not rec- realise, but these episodes should have aired over Easter. It was when Max was buried mm. over Easter because he risen again, yes. didn't he? On like the Sunday episode or whatever it was. Well, so that's why they put that in there. But also to people who might realise, it's surprising that they've mentioned it again because mm. it got such a bad... Complaints. Complaints <laughs> when they actually did the storyline at the time. Mm. And it's almost like the baby swap story, which is almost an unwritten law, I presume, for the writers that you never mention it again. No. It's like you... It's, it's, it's never mentioned again. If you want to pinpoint the decline in EastEnders as a real gradual graph, baby swap week is the point point. Yeah, but the reason for that is because then the producers were told by the BBC... Yeah, you're not allowed to do nothing <laughs> anymore. Yeah, don't do any ridiculous... Don't do, well, it wasn't ridiculous, but don't do any storylines of that mm, nature. Nothing gritty. Yeah, nothing dark or gritty, again. And everything has to be passed now through like a censorship s- system, I believe, mm. at the BBC. So that's so, the pinpoint of um, mm. quality control. So where Coronation Street, to a degree Hollyoaks, <laughs> can do can do stories... Anything which, they want. Yeah, we can, well, can do stories which are a bit dark, a bit gritty, could be considered to be maybe a little bit risky. EastEnders will always have that, that extra barrier that the other soaps don't have, where they will always have that check before they can go any mm. further. So recently when they've had a few stories, where, well, Dennis dying, for instance, I was shocked that they were allowed yeah, to do surprised. that. Yeah, I was surprised. Really surprised. Like Bex's suicide, I guess. She didn't yeah. actually commit suicide where maybe 15 years ago on EastEnders she would have. Yeah, they probably would have gone Stuff all the way like through. That. This is the thing, isn't it? If, if, this would be, if, if EastEnders, I think if the writers were allowed to do it, I think Bex perhaps it would have been a full like suicide yeah. but they had to show they have to show some light in the dark mm. i suppose is a good way of explaining it and so in this instance but then as, as i say in boat week when they killed off a, a a teenager a child character you know on their biggest soap i, I was surprised they were allowed to get through go through mm. with that i thought they would at least have like a kind of long coma storyline the repercussions of dennis's death will, will never be seen again <laughs> will echo for years to come with multiple characters is what we're promised yeah well yes. just have to wait and see habiba's story is more echoey than <laughs> dennis's death right so we're going to go on to what is probably one of the most soaps staple storylines isaac <laughs> the I'm a Secret Son, speaking of dangerous storylines. And I'm a Secret Drinker, talking about a staple EastEnders <laughs> uh, storyline. You know what? Months ago, yeah. December, when he was announced, he was announced as a male and he was announced as a school teacher. Professional. I'd written him off. All those months ago, I said, no, there's no point even contemplating attaching myself to this man <laughs> because he's a professional male. So therefore, he's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And what have they done? He's apparently an alcoholic and got a bit of a temper on him mm. and doesn't like children. himself in front of children. <laughs> yeah. um, so my issues of this storyline are that first of all, they've ruined any professional male character. Yes. You just can't. I let my guard down with Grey and I was destroyed. <laughs> Once bitten, twice shy. Pride week, Grey was like the perfect man, male character, the new Arthur. He loved the gays. He was fun. Yeah, it was you almost kissed uh, Mick. Mick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved him. The rainbow flag was flying. He <laughs> so, was hot. We all wanted him. So my main issue with Isaac, who is a educated teacher, is the fact that he is getting he's bunked off this school trip. He knows beforehand the route of the school trip because he was meant to be part of it. Um, can I just quickly side note here? School trip for people for the children of Wolford <laughs> School. Yeah, <laughs> round Albert Square. 
Yes. That was the school trip. With strange age groups because like Amy was there, but Bailey was there and like Bert and Ernie were, it was like all like all the child characters, but none of them are the same age group. So why would they be on the same trip? Well, also true. <laughs> it's like if I was at school when I was 12, 13 years old and I got signed off to go to a trip around the local Asda. <laughs> That's what basically this school yeah, trip was. It was um, interesting. But the fact <laughs> Not to them it wasn't. <laughs> no. The thing that really was stupid was that he went into Denise's salon to steal like a bottle of rum to then drink on all the routes of the school trip in front of the children while hiding from them. A bottle of rum which he knew was there. Yeah. Which, which he could have just bought from literally any shop anywhere. But no, also true, also true, also true, yeah. yeah. So I why did he, he do thinking, that? Because he was always... Well, well, he thought enough to go into this salon where there might be a bottle of rum under someone's <laughs> workstation. Yeah, but, but he'd been drinking before that, hadn't he? Because he'd quickly put a little sniff in the... Uh, coffee that he was drinking yes he did because marie gave marie him a bit of a judgy him, eye she? yeah marie had a line this week did she yeah she said sit down i'll get bring it over love her <laughs> she's the only one winning she's the only character i can relate to at the moment same actually she's the only realistic character um so that was silly and he was just walking around getting drunk and i guess we're meant to assume he's upset about his parentage but sheree's text him her only text she's ever sent him saying hope you're okay <laughs> <laughs> again this is another flaw right if we're talking about if we <laughs> this week's episode is called problems with eastenders <laughs> 101 101 this the mobile phone whenever someone texts someone why do they always have that as their first text? I know. <laughs> it won't take long for them just to write two or three texts. Because they started doing it a few months ago when it was yeah. Kate Oat era, the wonderful February to August mm. last year, um, where the show was at its peak in many ways. They had previous text messages on things mm-hmm. when Linda was looking at a phone from Tina yeah. and Ben was looking at his phone from people. They had them. Now they're all disappeared again. Mm. This is just another lazy bit of production like the Tesco chocolate mints in minute mark <laughs> mint thins yeah it's just like all these little things do add up you know no absolutely it's well it's just it's just that you're meant to this is meant to be almost set in reality soaps like you, you know you, you you do suspend some reality you realize that it's a bit heightened, re- heightened. Mm. but at least the basics the absolute basics get them right make sure that there are text messages already on someone's phone if they're the, if they're if there's someone you just met or you're doing a secret job like going into a warehouse behind Danny Harcastle's back and didn't <laughs> realize and you're getting some goons in fine not a problem or maybe you've just got a new phone okay if you could explain it away that time mm. but it's the fact that that's his mother someone mm. he's had contact with numerous occasions before he even entered the soap because she kept getting secret text messages and phone calls yeah. and Denise thought she was having an affair or was married behind Patrick's back <laughs> and then he looks at his phone oh there's the only text message on there and mm. I mean, again if this was a few years ago fine a Nokia 3310 could only hold 20 messages you had to delete them from time to time but an iPhone or a Samsung you have infinite messages and also the message was hope you're okay it's like um (laughs) mum no no, not really do you remember what happened before you hopped on that plane drunk off your ass um so yeah it's all a bit strange so he's just walking around Wolford getting drunk we're assuming he's is he an alcoholic because he's done this a few times and he gets angry when he's drunk he um he befriended linda when he saw signs of her yeah i forgot about that yeah drinking in the school gates and stuff yeah but the last thing we need is another alcoholic well we don't need it because if it was if it was rooted on the fact that Linda was going to be needed a friend, a shoulder to cry on. She could relate to Isaac. 
fine if that was the case. Then you should have brought Isaac in three months earlier. <laughs> Don't bring him in on around Christmas time when it was Linda's height. Yeah. yeah. So that's fine. But she's found a friend now. She's found Phil. And it's just, it, there's no need for there to be a character that's reliant on alcohol to the point that it's actually ruining his professional career he's he doesn't do the school trip why he is he doing that work. i don't really get it it's just we don't know enough about isaac do we it's a trouble but the world around him has crumbled his the, the man he thought is his father is no longer his father a man who he doesn't particularly like and despises and thinks that he only married his mum because she's young and sexy but as actually there's more kind of more mm. background between them this is the thing perhaps we should have established first of all patrick and sheree's relationship and how yeah, they knew we each don't other really know on. them either no like, really if we knew that then isaac's backstory is reciprocated by the knowledge of us knowing about patrick and sheree's because mm. you could kind of just hop on the back of patrick and sheree's story and kind of fill in the gaps yourself with isaac's story but because we don't know about them there's no gaps that we can fill for isaac so we don't there's no way we can relate to it for him mm. we can feel anything for him so at the moment we just see a character that likes to drink and sharks responsibilities because he feels a little bit sad mm. and it's like I mean the only no. saving grace of Isaac's storyline is that Denise is involved because <laughs> yep. she's like the best actress and she just elevates mm. the storyline which from its dregs to being hard kind of acceptable <laughs> yeah um, so at least we've got Denise involved which is always good I love Denise every yeah. time she kind of pops her head around the corner you just know that some advice is coming their way yeah. and uh, gonna get a few good looks mm-hmm. from her yes who did she get angry with? Was it who she got angry with someone? Was it this week or last week? Oh, it was last week. She had to go at um she had to go at Isaac because mm. he charged his responsibility of looking after put him, in, put him straight. Yeah, looking after Tommy. Lovely. Um right, our next storyline is Jane Lola. Mm-hmm. Again, Peter Bill's only trait from his twenty years on the show is that he's a bit of a drip. So that's one thing they've got correct with his recast, <laughs> I guess. Um but there's just not much there, is there, with Peter? A, a character who's been on it since birth. We saw his birth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Named after the famous Pete Bill. What? Got a lot to live up to. Yeah. Um, and there's just not much. He doesn't like a liar. I just don't know anything about Pete. Oh. He doesn't like a liar. Yeah. They've literally just copy and paste Dottie's script. They've and done that on it purpose. Peter. I'm sorry, they've done that on purpose. Don't like liars. Peter and Dottie are clearly going to be getting together mm. and it's going to it's gonna make the story of Dottie's reveal yeah. about. Well, I don't like liars either. Yeah. Guess what? Your dad is one. Well, um, but yeah, this whole triangle between Jay and Lola is just the most ridiculous thing that no one cares about. Like, there's no peril there. It's like Peter is actively trying to ruin. The I know. Like, why is he like? I, if he asks me, I'm gonna have to tell him. It's like, yeah. why? No, literally, he doesn't like no a liar. one cares. I don't like liars. <sighs> Lola, Lola doesn't like people playing games. <laughs> I don't like Lola. I, don't I just like want Peter. Lola and Peter and Jay to just get in a three-way relationship and move off to the square. That would be better. Just get if, rid of them. But that would be an interesting story as well. Like, you've the first three openly open... Yeah, because well, Peter and Jay like each other. Go Ruby could it. join in and make it a foursome. Yeah, with she Max. She open relationships. <laughs> Why not? Max could polish off his head and go um, in for a five. Yeah, I can't even... I can't even pretend that I could create an interesting storyline from these characters. I don't think I could. You shouldn't have to. The writers should create the interesting storyline. I know, but they brought back Lola, they've recast Peter, and now they've given them a love triangle with Jay Brown. It's like, really? <laughs> but it's not a love triangle. Peter, I don't think Peter has any... No, he doesn't. Yeah, so it's not Dale a love Hudson triangle. Dale Hudson said in an interview, Dottie is who his affections are towards. So this whole um, love triangle is just pointless anyway, this whole thing. And like the fact where he's saying, I'm going to have to tell Jane, she's really worried. It's like, I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. I don't care if any of this secret gets revealed or anything. Mm. Well, it does, the thing is, if that secret does get revealed, what is the, what is the fallout from it? 
Jay's a bit upset. I suppose Lola then again has to kind of fight for her relationship with Jay. <laughs> She's not really shown real attraction for Jay. It's weird. No, she said that when Peter turned up, she looked at him and mm. she said, oh yeah, Jay's all right, I guess. Yeah. I don't really love him. He's just kind of there. So uh, what's the big deal? So Lola is is rightfully guilty for the for it. I mean, I don't think Peter... Peter obviously played a part, but I, you know, Lola actively went forward and wanted it. Takes two to tango. But Lola. you're right, it does take two to tango. But I think the only thing is, is that Lola hasn't really shown that she fought tooth and nail to get Jay back. Now she's got Jay back. It's like, I think she prefers to... The chase than the actual relationship itself. <laughs> mm. Do you know what I mean? So she's she now she's got Jay. She's bored of him. Wants you know move on to the next adventure. Oh, I'm bored of them too, and I'm going to move on to the next adventure as well. Okay, so there. <laughs> Fair enough. So the next one is Jean. I think everyone can guess what my problems are with Jean's storyline. I can't guess. Please do divulge. <laughs> I mean, talking about how earlier you said, you know, EastEnders is set in reality. I wasn't aware that my life had a background track to it, but apparently it does. What, the CSI Miami theme tune? Yeah, I mean, the music that they chose. I mean, the music as an overall theme, I hate. But when they then choose music, which sounds like like the royalty-free music you find on a CD somewhere. iMovie. It's just ridiculous. (laughs) And the fact that it wasn't just used in the one continuous scene. Um, It was broken up into two scenes with this music. And it wasn't music that was playing in the background of the market. Well, apart from when she was in the Minute Mart getting herself some Tesco Mint Thins. Yes. Apart from then, because it sounded like she was... It, it sounded like... That's what I thought. It was like, it oh, was it's from music the from um, Winston Stool or something. Yeah. And it's making her confused. But it wasn't that because it was carrying on throughout think... her fit and all sorts. And it was, it was just ridiculous. I'm going to defend... EastEnders and I do I do tend to defend their music choices because I'm not as bad <laughs> you can't defend this music well no wait though. I can and I will um you, I I don't find them playing incidental music as bad as I know a lot of people do and I've got I've not got such a big issue of it than you do as mm. I've as I have said in the past and in this instance when Jean left the music did sound a bit like that it was in her head almost like a headache it was throbbing in her ears and so because she was very close to passing out and she was on you know on the edge of having a you know ultimately she was having a fit seizure um, yeah seizure I do think that it was perhaps the the music from the market that was echoing in her head because of her panic because she was losing control so I don't think the music was incidental music I think it was just background music being played through Jean's ears a bit like let me just finish my point a bit like when Ben every time someone talks to Ben so you're hearing it from Ben's perspective it's I'm not necessarily saying it's a good choice because it's almost again it's hand feeding the audience this is how the emotion is this is what you're meant Mm. to feel because they don't trust their own stories And they're like, mm, can we? This is so badly portrayed. Maybe mm. we should put in a bit of music. I don't know if but, they um, don't trust their own story. I think it's the fact that they're almost they're spoon feeding the audience. And I think need it. This is my point. I think it's a bit disrespectful to the audience. I think that the production need to know that actually people who watch EastEnders aren't stupid. They can get a story. They can understand. They can. They can watch it from beginning, middle and end, make a judgment, make a choice. You don't need to tell us how to feel throughout it. And if an audience should feel differently to what you originally wanted to portray it, embrace it and try to do something new with it. Mm. I mean, they always constantly say, we never thought that Balam was going to be this big thing. We never thought people were going to you know, call it Balam. 
And to me, I think, yeah, you did. You did think Balan was going to be a oh, big thing. Of course, thing. Kate did. She's done it before yeah, twice. It's, <laughs> it's been done twice before. It's a tried and proven concept. Of course, they knew it was going to be successful. One of them will die. <laughs> but if, if, but if, yeah. But if we're going to go on the basis that they didn't know about it, when they did find out that it, it was a success and a lot of people liked it, and it was something that brought in people to watch the uh, to watch the soap, they embraced it and they did something with it. Well, trust your audience to do that again. If there's a story that you're trying to tell and the audience is taking it maybe in a different direction um, to what you intended it, embrace it. Listen to the feedback and maybe either surprise the audience and kind of counteract their 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 view and do something a bit new and different or embrace, or do something which the audience can get on board with even better mm. don't just kind of like say oh well, the audience obviously don't really understand it so we'll just soften it up a little bit and kind of downplay it and make it a little bit easier for them to understand but they also do it with their like best assets mm. like they did it with whitney who's a great actress they've done it with jean they don't need that julian jean um she doesn't need <laughs> this background music and these silly camera effects because she can do it all herself. And I saw someone put on Wolf mm, of Web right. and they, they said, do you remember when Billy died and Carol found out and she went from the bookies to her house across the market and yeah. it stayed on her yeah. and it was silent and you just heard, heard her breathing and it was uninterrupted. And that was like, that's remembered still to today. And someone put on uh, Wolf of Web. Imagine that scene, but they had these music and halfway halfway between the scene it would cut to a fight between Cat and Alfie and then cut back to Carol mm. and you just lose everything and mm. it's like the same thing with this Jean situation and it's almost like when she had the seizure it felt like all oh, this is the duff duff but then it cut to Keegan oh yeah and it was like what why have they done this it was mm. really weird I wanted I thought that was going to be the duff duff yeah. as well and it was such yeah it was, it was wasted the impact of it again was wasted but again I just feel like the the, the audience are being mollycoddled it's like, oh, you can't handle this too much. So we'll just mm. give you a kind of like a watered down version of something. Also, like the part of where characters aren't acting like real humans yeah. applies to this again. Because it's basically, of Jean's had many relapses for her time on the show. Shirley's seen them before. Moe's seen them before. Like Lots of characters have seen them. She's walking around like this, obviously, to anyone who knows her. She's having a relapse. Mm. But everyone's like, no, she's not. She's fine. <laughs> well, no, that's just Jean. It's like, no, it's not. And how they're all walking around the square trying to find her. But she passed out outside the cafe yeah, yeah. with everyone around her just walking past. It was like, what, two metres mm. away from where Shirley had just said, yeah, I, where can't I can't find her, find her anyway. Her. <laughs> but then we do, you have to remember, Shirley is pretty damn bad at hide and seek. She couldn't find Callum. Remember? Mm. Halfway, where are you? Well, I've looked around the warehouse, <laughs> can't find her. Yeah, Tina... Yeah, who Tina. should have died on the boat. <laughs> Tina, well, at least she got involved. At least she had a few, yeah. you know, bits and pieces to do. But I mean, just... Max, his one line. Yeah. Jean. 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 <laughs> and cut. Okay, Jake Wood, thanks. Bye. Yeah, here's £100,000. <laughs> go do your podcast. I'm sh- <laughs> go, like, go, go do something other than EastEnders. I'm not surprised the actors are bored because their material is just so mm. literally nothing. Mm. So, um, yeah, Jean has had a seizure. I'm guessing it's because they're crushing her pills. Um, which they keep making look really menacing when it's not... They're not, like, drugging no, they're, they're her. Making, like, do you know what I mean? It's weird. It's, they're not they make, they're making it menacing. It's like they're kind of doing it against their free will, you mm. know? So when Kush did it, he, you know, he gave her the cup of tea. Or the soup, sorry. Yeah, he looked really like... Oh, yeah, my God. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just crushed pills in someone's <laughs> drink. It's pills that they should be taking. And then the next episode, the duff duff was Kush looking over Shirley's shoulder, like, crush the pills, shit. Yeah, in the pestle and mortar as well. I'll, I'll like, do it, Kush, <laughs> I will. Dun, 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 dun. It's the fact he actually bought... Like, I'm sorry, but the Slaters do not cook 
or have any kind of like cookery master skills. Because no, Jean they, they cooks, but not well. Sausage surprise, which mm. is a tin of beans, some mashed potato, and some sausages stuck in it. <laughs> And th- that they warrant them having a m- pestle and mortar. <laughs> and I know that Ian Bill cooked for them Christmas dinner one time and Mo kept some of his kitchen utensils. Mm. But again... And she would I, have sold them. They would have been gone by now. Yeah. You know, Joe, and also Mo was busy with big fat Elvis, you know, doing something. We don't know what, but that got her out of the way for yeah. the story this week. And so, yeah, it's just the fact that he, she was just like kind of crushing it and like a tear was coming down her eye and you just saw Kush in the background kind of watching over as if to say yeah. it was almost like they were pushing illegal drugs onto Jean but why do they not just look online or phone a doctor like ask for help and advice there's loads of help and advice for stuff like this phone Stacy and say Stacy this is having is there anything you know what we could do to help talk to um Sonia Sonia yeah she'll know yeah she's very helpful I mean people are very, time of need yeah people are very quick to talk to Jack when they need to get out of trouble but <laughs> Whenever there's a medical problem, why does no one ever go to Sonia? Mm. It's like she she's your resident nurse. Yeah, so I mean, she had a seizure, Jean. Um, I, is it because they're just crushing pills and she's getting the wrong dose of things, or is are we having another illness storyline for Jean? Oh, I don't know. I just I'm presume I'm presuming it's just an imbalance in her body system. Yeah. So perhaps they're because they're like... crushing random pills and putting whatever in <laughs> yeah, tea. <laughs> this will do aspirin. <laughs> um. So maybe that's why the seizures happened. Mm. But um. Yes, and more to follow next week because Sookie gets involved. Oh, good. So, you know. I do love Jean and Sookie's um, hate-hate relationship. Mm. Um, and it's, yeah, focus more on that. I agree. I mean, th- there was no need to put Jean in this story where she goes off her pills again. Yeah, we've seen it before. It's Again, it's lazy. It's just, just so lazy. <laughs> do something new with Jean. Mm. You gave her the cancer storyline. You can tell that Gillian Wright can do the story. Yeah. Plus, now, at the end of it with Daniel... They gave Jean a whole new arc, like, be more Jean. Yeah. And then they just go, oh, no, no, we'll just get her off her pills. Yeah. <laughs> Do that again. She'll just think that's what be more Jean is. <laughs> and it's like, they could have, as you say, they could have done so much with the Sookie and Jean story. Like, it's, again, Sookie's story. She lied about having cancer. Yeah, she no told, one cares. Yeah, just swept it under the carpet. She's now sat in the middle of the cafe, bold as, bold as brass, eating a donut. Mm. We'd get that revenge, would you? No, you wouldn't. Andrew would have given her a slap around the face. <laughs> but then they would have gone upstairs, had the gin and tonic and talked it over and they'd yeah. be best of friends. Exactly. That's what, that's the old East End. That's the old East End. That's how I want East Enders. Yeah, you fall out with someone. Yeah, you get upset with someone. But in six months yeah, down Jean the line... Yeah, slaps her. Give at her least. a slap. Have a cup of tea, donut, at the kitchen table. You lying bitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> All what we sorted. <laughs> right, so the next storyline is Keegan, Jack, Tiff, and Denise, of course, because she's in all the storylines. She's the new Stacey. Pops up in all the storylines. few issues of this storyline. <laughs> No, not that many issues. But my main issue is the fact Jack, who's found this new evidence, and instead of just letting it go through the police system and get Keegan proven he's innocent, Mm. he's like, oh, no, I'll take it from the police. I'll show it to Keegan on a USB. So Keegan now knows he's innocent. But instead of going, oh, thanks, Keegan, I'll take that evidence back. That could get me fired and probably get me a fine or maybe time in prison. Which he actually did say to Keegan as well. Because Keegan was like, oh, I'm going to show this. Who he was going to show it to was his mum and dad, Karen and Mitch. He didn't need to show it to his mum and dad either. Just tell them... Mum, there's new evidence. Mm. I'm, I've been proven innocent. Okay, that's great. Because they believed him anyway. Mm. And, and then, you know, if, if, if they really wanted to see the evidence so badly, then just go to the court case. Yeah, it would be just shown. wait. It won't yeah. take long. <laughs> exactly. But the fact that Jack left the USB with Keegan yeah, to, to do whatever he wants. To mull it over. He was like sat there with the USB stick in his hand, kind of like looking at it. As if saying, oh, what do I do now? Oh, yeah. I've got a Facebook page. And then like how he said, oh, even if you get proven innocent, you might, it might be on your record. And Keegan was like, what? I'll, I'll have something on my record. It's like when we were first introduced to Keegan, he um, had 
got done for wasn't it like doing something to his teacher like with a glass bottle like threatening a teacher or something yeah he'd been expelled from school yeah so the, he probably has a record already keegan so it's a bit weird how like we've, we're being told that keegan's this angel this is when what surprises he me never has been an angel mm. because let's not forget that keegan has quite strong responsibility toward shaquille's death because mm. he was the one who stole the bike. And lying to... He, um, he slept with Louise when she was passed out. <laughs> yeah. And making her think he raped her when she didn't. Yeah. That was like a weird moment in his history. And, so, and kicked Denise's uh, oh, flower yeah, that, bed. That's the main um, <laughs> thing script. that he's done. The They're now garden. living together. But, yeah, um, they're BFFs. Yeah. And, 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 and Denise is supporting uh, mm. Keegan as well. So it's so all a bit funny, this this storyline. Yeah. I know it's a really good storyline and it needs to be it's told. It's an excellent storyline. But, but it's just wondering if it's the wrong character to focus on. Yeah, but like maybe the Trumans could have had this storyline. Well, Patrick. And Denise. Kim, like, I don't they know. couldn't have given it to Isaac though, because Isaac has got again, people, it's something about people with color, isn't it? They have a very shady past, mm. apparently, in EastEnders. They yeah. can't be introduced to the the Panacers, like, yeah, they all, all have a yeah. shady past, apart from Nash well, and Jack that we know of, and Jags, yeah. Well, we we're exactly saying what we know of because we there was hints two, three weeks ago that Ash also has oh, yeah, a, it was a bit evil. <laughs> well, and she said, This is this is what we do as a family, so obviously, something's happened in the past where they kind of had to mm. cover each other's backs, or even Ikra, Habiba, and Bobby because they had that bit where they were threatened on the streets, yeah. and that was really good seeing Bobby who's converted to being mm-hmm. a Muslim. It was a really interesting look at how pe- they, they were now judging Bobby. In mm. that way, so I yeah, agree with you on they that. They could have done it's stuff like that, but yeah. with the Keegan stuff, it's like we're almost being told, "Oh no, Keegan's always been good," when we know he hasn't. And now he's re- like, th- like he's living with Jack for free. Jack's taken his evidence, and now he's just thrown it kind of in Jack's face for no real reason. Yeah. He's put it online. Jack's done him a huge favor here, mm. a huge favor, a favor that okay, he didn't he's have to do numerous other people, but he did. He was put in a bit of a corner. Because I know, but like Denise after him, Keegan after him, Mitch. Tiff after him, Mitch after mm. him. And so in the end, he was but like, he did kind of exhausted. Okay. Yeah. And he did. And it, then yeah. Keegan's like, oh no, I'll put it online. Like if he, cause he said in case it goes missing and the police want to not admit that this mm. evidence has come through, well, make a copy of it, and if that does happen, you can go. Okay, the papers, the police lied. Yeah. Here's my expose, and he would have a copy of it too, because in order for him to post this video onto his social media from his phone, from his phone, <laughs> he would have had to upload it onto his computer first, mm-hmm. then put it into some sort of drive, then take that drive and put it onto his phone, yeah. and then put it from his phone onto the social so, media. It's so many steps for him to do. He might as well just thought, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll just keep this just in case. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a bit like, oh, Keegan, why but have you done this? It's just such a strange, again, such a strange mistake for people not to... It's such an obvious mistake. It's, it's, it's the Whitney in a room with windows and doors that she could leave at any time <laughs> kind of mistake. And I forgot about that. I it, put that behind my mind, actually. <laughs> and it's treating the audience as if we're stupid. Mm. And we're not stupid. It was spotted And it's also treating away. the characters like they're stupid. They're making all these choices mm. this week, which you can you can sit there and just pick it apart for eternity. Mm. And it's like, oh. so that's annoying. And we have picked it apart. I mean, we I have. feel like this whole episode... Welcome to Wolford Week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want people to listen, if they've got this far, to know that we do love EastEnders. We do. We genuinely 100% love EastEnders. Like, in previous weeks, we gushed about EastEnders. Mm. But this week has just been exceptionally bad mm. with loop- just strange choices there's so many choices that choices. have just been mistakes <laughs> um yeah first just i'm exhausted actually quite frankly <laughs> i need a break for um lockdown but that is the whole week wrapped up 
and I managed to find my minus points for each one. I'll do some plus points for each one. Ben and Callum's little um, touch of the neck. Callum kiss him on the neck now. That's new. Okay. I hadn't done that before, so that's sweet. That's nice. Rainy and Stuart, lovely couple. They're quite happy together. And babe, Toddler Abby appeared, which is good point. It was good to see And Habiba Abby. appeared, which is nice for everyone. Habiba appeared? She was on the show. Oh, I see. That's a plus, <laughs> that's a plus point. Um, but wasted. The Jean storyline, Kush... Davood is finally getting some material, which he's needed. So that's a plus point. We love Davood. Kush, actually, no. I've Kush not... and Shirley together works well. Kush and Jean work well. Kush and Mo, you can do it all, can't you? Can we could quickly go back with Kush? It's nice to see Kush um, mm, yes. doing all this work. No, genuinely, uh, past his muscles, he's, all right. he's just been such a, like, such a... Nice guy. Beam, a li- there's such a light in mm. the Slater family. Like, he's really... And, I mean, if it wasn't for Kush, I genuinely believe it had been any other actor that was portraying this worry toward Jean's for her storyline. Mm, it would be I, repeat and boring. It would be and, even worse, mm. yeah. And the fact that it's Kush... Brings something new to it. Yeah, and it really makes Kush this likeable and lovable character. And I hope that they use that for a future story. Mm. He's always been a nice guy. Mm. Um, plus points for Lola, Jane, Peter, isn't any. With the Keegan storyline... Maisie Smith's involved. That's always good. Denise is involved. Mm-hmm. So that's some plus points. So um, we're going to go move on now to comments <laughs> from our listeners to see how what they thought of the week and if they agree or disagree with us. And you know me, I ain't one to gossip. Yes, well, after that exhausting recap of the week, <laughs> I think it's time that we uh, read out some of your comments, some of your thoughts of the week as well on our Twitter, our Instagram and our Facebook group. Details will be at the end of the show, so stay tuned for details about that. And also how you can vote on our Wolford Weekly third annual awards. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's happening. This I is about happening. about that as well. So much goes on. May has always been a busy month for us. Um, it just so happens that it seems to have fallen on a lockdown at the same mm. time. So this week on our social media, we asked you, which Wolford establishment would you like to disappear and who would you like to run a new business to replace it with? And we asked you for comments and suggestions. Mm-hmm. And we've had lots. I closed down the Prince Albert and opened a gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny you should mention that because um, someone does say very similar things. Oh, do they? Uh, at uh, I might as well go straight to it at underscore EastEnders underscore said the Prince Albert as it seems to be a hangout for straight people now mm-hmm. so would you like to hear some more yes okay at Tiger Maureen hope I said your name right on Twitter said I want Bobby and Peter to run a restaurant in honour of Lucy to replace Wolford East it'll bring the brothers closer and they can put Lucy to rest one final time yeah they can call it Lucy's yeah like Kath's cat Lucy's Lounge oh like cafe it. lounge like the Lizard Lounge <laughs> at Lucy's. I'm a bit worried by what they mean by to put to rest one final time because it sounds like they're going to dig up Lucy's grave and put it underneath. No, I think they mean emotionally between Peter and Bobby all that emotional oh, okay. baggage. Good, I'm glad you put that behind them in Lucy's lounge. Good. I yes, I like that idea. At James underscore seven underscore seven underscore seven says, bring back the argy bargy. I'd love to see Father Panasar be introduced and run it alongside his family. You know, I'd like to see that. You always see the argy bargy in yeah, the background. Yeah, it's still there. The set's mm. there, but it's just got graffiti all over it. It's mm. been closed for decades and if they're moving over to the new set they might as well use it especially yeah. it'd be a good one of those sets that they could easily use as an inside outside set like mm. the minute mark. they used to use it all the time the IG bargy for mm. loads of storylines it's where christian and saeed had their wedding yeah and the roof fell before in. the roof collapsed yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots 
else have gone on? At Jeff Doherty 6 says somebody shady takes over the Prince Albert, converts part of it into a very high-end women's clothing store that no one in Wolford can afford. This is to keep the clothing part empty because the back of the building next door is converted into a high-end brothel. Oh yeah, I, this is you told me not to read the comments and I said I can't remember which one I replied I know, to. It meant that to be a surprise one. when we that talk about That was the one it. I remember now because yeah. I thought of a way to bring back Pat Butcher. <laughs> Wait, I was going to say, shall I read out your reply? If you want. At Wolford Weekly replied... On opening day, we get the reveal that none other than Pat Butcher is running the business and she has been hiding for all these years, slowly building up to uh, up her empire. Yeah. She's got a history of being a pimp from that dark days of Johnny Allen where they rewrote her background. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could work. Bring back Pat. And it would kind of explain the story when she was on the stairs when Peggy died. She was there all along. <laughs> she actually was there. She actually was there. <laughs> Uh, on Instagram, Sharon Watts underscore perm says replace the salon with a bridal boutique run by Sharon and Michelle and even better with Vicky too. <laughs> Sharon would not get involved in that. Yeah, she would. If she had her best friend and her She wouldn't do anything. There. She would just stand there. She would just drink <laughs> yeah. champagne with them. Yeah. She? She'll be back. She'll be there for like, they could do like a kind of um, a spin off, like a Don't Tell the Bride episode in there. Mm. And they could do it like Michelle and Sharon's there, like as they reveal the dress and the person who's getting married could be really upset. Michelle could hire Julie from the um, 80s. Julie's hairdressers. Yeah, oh, I love Julie. Bring back Julie. <laughs> she was the only good thing about the 87, 89 era. Mm. And they got rid of her. She Although was- the actress has passed away, so you'd have to oh. recast her. So maybe not. Or just bring Pat Butcher back from the back. She could have been starting yeah. a boutique empire. EastEnders underscore cast card says, I really want the Minute Mart to have a revamp. It's such a boring shop. I turn mean, into a Tesco. It's halfway there. This is the halfway, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, the thing is, is that I genuinely believe that if the BBC became a commercial entity, mm, the license fee was scrapped. That would be a Tesco metro. Yeah, it's already got the mints mm-hmm. in there, chocolate mints. And I think the Queen Vic would become a Weatherspoons. <laughs> No. It would. No, the, the Albert or something would be that. Like the other pub. Yeah. The Feathers or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Rubies. Well, it wouldn't be the Vic, but it would be another establishment. And let's be honest, if the community centre would have been knocked down by now and turned into some kind of private entity, because the mm. council were selling off council buildings left, right and centre. Yeah. Talking of which, at C Weaver UUPO on our Twitter said, I think replacing McClunky's chicken shop or Bill's Fish and Chip shop would be better. And I'd like to see it replaced as a local MP's office which is run by Denise. She's got her one GCSE. Oh yeah, well Ian could work because he's an MP. He's a councillor. And he can hire Denise to work for him. It would be like Hattie and Ian. The older years, wouldn't it? Yeah, (laughs) that'd be fun. One last one then from Ruth84664104. Mm-hmm. I love the ones with numbers at the end. It just it just goes, shows that you just said yes to the, your first Twitter name suggestion. It says on Twitter, I would replace the Minimart with one of those typical London bits and bob shops where you can buy anything from a washing basket, hula hoops, oil filled heaters, cutlery, anything you want. Yeah, like the things that sell like memorabilia for I Love London and stuff. Pound stop. Oh, like a pound store. Yeah, oh, like Ian used to have one of them because Mel worked there. It was called um, Bill's Marketplace, wasn't it? Because hmm. the whole market were upset because he was selling everything that the market sold. <laughs> Yeah, he literally I... combined the whole market into one small shop. Mm. I could see, like, um, if Heather was around, she'd work there. Like, that's like a Heather job. Heather's dead. I know. Like, You'd... Jags. Jags would that's work there. That's a Jags job, isn't it? Yeah. He could work there with Habiba. That would be, like, their <laughs> calamity joke story. Yeah. That's the kind of thing I can see it as being. I'm going to read some comments from our Facebook group. Don't forget you can join us by searching EastEnders Weekly Podcast on Facebook and then clicking to join the group. It's a hive of activity. And here are a few comments of people of what they thought 
about this week on EastEnders. Rebecca Swain said, Not the most amazing episodes, but I love <laughs> Jean and Suki's feud. Yeah. Then them sniping at each other across the cafe is way better than Martin and Ben dangling each other off bridges. That's true. Mm. Do you reckon I think Suki that could be bridge hanging bridge? moment, yes. the bridge hanging moment um, was possibly the point of no return, maybe? Like from there, you said that like, about the baby swap story. No, like that was where the BBC the new... weren't allowed to do it. But like the new executive producers from Martin hanging upside down on the on the bridge was like everyone's disbelief has just gone out the window, and you can do whatever mm. you want. I think that's like the moment. I feel not the kidnapping of Keanu, then pretending he died, <laughs> and then two months where you had Linda keeping the secret. No, the bridge was thing was before that. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's true. But yeah. I thought that was. Fine. Yeah, but that was like the cusp of like, yeah. what's happening? <laughs> We're turning gangster with EastEnders mm. again, aren't we? Samantha... I wouldn't say no to a tub's return, though. Yeah, but that's again for His reasons that are personal to His you. Blue eyes. Samantha Jane Broughton has said, I hate the fact that it was Ben's idea to use Callum just because he needs the approval and love of his so-called dad. Mm. Which but... he already allegedly had. So why is he trying to get it again? Well, because Phil then ran off again in the kitchen, didn't he? <sighs> when he was talking about his operation. If I was Ben, I would just pop over to Kathy and just focus on my relationship with her. Kathy was mentioned this week, but not seen. No, she's on it next week, everyone. Oh, oh good. Yeah. Stay she tuned remembers that Ben is her son. <laughs> and she owns um, a pub. <laughs> but that's a much more interesting relationship because we've seen Ben and Phil when Ben was young and Kathy allegedly died. Mm. We need to see the relationship now that she is alive and in his life more Kathy that's what it's missing give Kathy a storyline yeah any storyline we successfully built up the bills which it, was our campaign last year and that's not good no we, we failed <laughs> <laughs> while succeeding um, but yeah any storyline for Kathy I'll even accept background music for Kathy wow no I wouldn't actually I'd take that back alright Peter Bill no 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 and because we like light and shade on this podcast although you wouldn't believe it listening to it this week Katrina Coughlin again if I've said your name wrong I apologise has said I thought this week was very good. Even the stories I'm not particularly engaged with managed to hold my interest. Last week felt like the worst couple of episodes I've seen all year, saved only by the Phil and Linda scenes. See, I thought last week was fine. This week just... Was there was more tumble. prose last week because it was lots of little two hand but there's still lots of weird things last week as well yeah there's weird things every week mm. i might just go and watch february 2019 to august again i know you, you seem to be enjoying the uh, recaps aren't you the old episodes oh the old ones yeah oh, i'm sorry. watching 2003 at the moment <laughs> you are. i'm watching from when vicky's first introduced until den's funeral i think okay. it's a little era 2003 to 2005 lovely that's a moment. Yeah, we good. That's a choice. And we should say that we will be doing our roundup in 993 very soon because we're coming to the end of that on the drama channel oh, as well. So just... get ready for an hour of gushing. over. We could make that a separate podcast. What a masterpiece that was. We could just gush and gush and gush over 93. They've gone to France. They've gone to Southampton. They've gone to Amsterdam. Amsterdam. It's just kicking off everywhere. Mm. We need to visit all these places they visited. <laughs> if anyone wants to pay for us to travel all these places, obviously we can't do it right now. <laughs> no, that's going to be a series where we recreate scenes that were filmed in all these places that'd be fun I'll be Michelle you can be Clyde in Portsmouth well I don't want to be Clyde I don't want to be Sharon you can be Mark he was there I'll be Mark can I be <laughs> Can I be um, in France can I be Pat and you be Frank okay that's, a, that's, that's my favourite scene of the year <laughs> Anyway, we're talking too early. We're not discussing the retro year of nineteen ninety three just yet. No. If you guys want to get in touch with us, there are numerous ways you can. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram by looking at 
Wolford Weekly. And you can find our Facebook group, as I mentioned earlier, just by searching Wolford Weekly Podcast and clicking to join. You may or may not know, we have a YouTube channel. Just search Wolford Weekly Podcast and then have a quick trawl through all our videos. Uh, this week, we released a video of me watching TikTok. About EastEnders. Of EastEnders TikToks, of course. Yeah. Um, and talking of which, we have an EastEnders TikTok, EastEnders Weekly TikTok page at Wolford Weekly. Join us. It's fun. <laughs> And don't forget you can vote for the Wolford Weekly Third Annual Awards. Just go to bit.ly slash WolfordVote20. And we've got more vlogs coming <laughs> from our lockdown. Oh, um, yes. Because people keep saying they enjoy our vlogs. <laughs> yes. We've got two so far where we cook things. Um, but there is a third one on its way, everyone. And let's just say we recorded it yesterday and... It was a mess. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a masterpiece. What we create is a thing of beauty. Mm. You've heard of the Mona Lisa. This knocks it out of the water. <laughs> Just to let you know as a tease. Yeah. Anyway. Lots of things coming on YouTube, which yeah. is fun. So find our YouTube channel, join in. It's uh, our only source of income right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes aside, it really is. £10 a month. We love it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us, as always. We all hope that you're staying safe. Everyone in the UK, hope you're staying alert. And join us again for the podcast, uh, where we may talk a bit about EastEnders in a bit more positive light next week. Mm, that should be the tagline for EastEnders. Writers, stay alert. <laughs> <laughs>